0: Sorry. Sorry. Yes? I'm so sorry. I
1: can't can't believe I'm late again. You can't believe it? Can you please not? How about let's not? I'm late. Fuck you. Yes, you're late. Fuck you, too. Have they called you? Uh, Do you suspect they would call me and not you? Okay. Why are you doing
0: this? Why are you being like this? Yes. Apologies.
1: Jesus. Jesus. Been here 30 seconds. Fine, yes. You're late, and I'm a prick. Let's get past that and... Figure out what we're going to do. Yes, I suppose.
0: Here's what I think. We go to the press. And tell them what? Tell them that Lem didn't do anything wrong. That everyone thinks... Shh! Good God, Rebecca.
1: Fine. What do you think we should do? We can't do anything yet. We should be patient. In the meantime, we should not say anything out loud. Every single person here has a phone. We don't know what they can listen to or who they're talking to.
0: I really don't think it works like that, Jay.
1: We didn't think any of this was possible two years ago. Be patient. Like Effie said, count the days. We'll know more soon, I'm sure.
0: Seven, check. Eight, check. Nine, uh, check. Nine, two, check. Nine, three, check. Nine, five, check. Lem? Don't fuck with me, Mikey. I'm on a roll. Do your thing. Ten, check. Eleven. Oh, hang on. Oh,
1: no, please, go ahead.
0: No, th- this doesn't matter, but... Uh... You
1: were saying ten... Yeah... And then I believe you said, check.
0: I did. I guess I did.
1: Which is weird, because...
0: Yeah, what the fuck happened?
1: We got hit.
0: What? How do you know?
1: I know things.
0: When were you gonna tell me?
1: I guess I was gonna tell you when you were done being on a roll.
0: Is it bad?
1: Oh, are you done?
0: No, okay, I'm just gonna assume that it's not bad if you're gonna screw with me.
1: It's not bad for us in a universal way, but it's a bit concerning, since, well, we got hit.
0: It is a concern.
1: One worries.
0: Is there a leak or anything?
1: It seems that we're fine, overall.
0: No existential threat. Right. Wait, so where did we get dinged?
1: Low gain antenna. (laughs) Yes, yes
0: I'll get right on that I don't know, (laughs) should
1: you ever want to
0: If I'm ever very close To docking with another spacecraft And I feel like bleep blooping out a message to them I'll be screwed because our low gain Antenna is on the fritz
1: I could live a thousand years and never Understand how downplaying bad news (laughs) Seems to entertain you people so much
0: I mean, you could actually Live a thousand years
1: And I would still never understand
0: it's called gallows humor, buddy.
1: I know what it is, I just don't know why it's funny.
0: It's just you get yourself in a situation where- hang on, what do you mean by you people?
1: You. People. Not me.
0: First of all, it's very offensive to astronauts to call us you people.
1: I didn't mean to offend- And
0: second of all, there are a lot of people who don't find gallows humor funny at all.
1: Whatever! I don't care. There's a more important point than just losing our low-gain antenna. It was hit, it's bouncing around, but it's still tethered. We have to fix it.
0: Lem? I don't suppose there's any world in which you're the one who goes out to fix it?
1: Would that there were.
0: God damn it. Uh. I really wish you could do this.
1: I'm sorry, Lem. But I had to leave my body back on Earth. If they sent me with you. Believe me, I wasn't pleased.
0: I know. That's
1: yes. Well, it makes a lot more sense than sending me up with the whole suit.
0: Yeah. So-
1: In a perfect world, you'd reattach the antenna directly where it was, provided there's no damage.
0: If it's damaged, should I bring it in?
1: Well, where would you like to put it?
0: I could, uh... It's what, yay by yay?
1: I don't actually know what you're doing. I have no cameras there, but it's about four foot wide.
0: Come on, you gotta give it to me or it doesn't count.
1: Your yay, or whatever, is approximately four feet.
0: So, four by four.
1: In what world is a round thing anything by anything?
0: Boy, you are really in a mood, aren't you?
1: It has a four foot two inch diameter.
0: 13 foot circumference. 13.09,
1: but. No, okay. no,
0: fuck you. It was within point one. You owe me a drink.
1: I owe you a drink. Yes! I will purchase you a drink with money at my next available opportunity.
0: <laughs> It's interesting that your incredibly dry sense of humor is also your this-is-how-robots-talk-in-the-1960s voice.
1: Also interesting that whenever you don't want to do something, you really lean into your 1960s borscht belt stand-up routine.
0: Jesus.
1: Not to be a bigot.
0: I'm getting my shit on! What the fuck? Would you rather I do it in silence? Yes. Are you hooked into the HVAC? Jesus, that's loud in the helmet! You can turn it down. Of course I'm hooked into the HVAC. I'm opening the hatch. Look, we
1: don't have to do this in silence.
0: You're the one talking.
1: It's just... this is frustrating.
0: That we got hit?
1: That I have to rely on your willingness and enthusiasm to fix a problem that could theoretically be...
0: I'm moving through the hatch. If it's just the dish, then... It's only
1: barely tethered. The bolo is still moving. The nuke at the end of the stern beam is, you know, still there. Hang
0: on, I'm closing the hatch. I'm just heading to the dish, right? Yes, of course. That's not Am I I misunderstanding something about the location of the... No, my concern... I mean, I built the goddamn thing. I'm pretty sure we set up the tethered stuff where it couldn't possibly get tied up in the bolo. Yeah, that's right. It, well, except you didn't build it.
1: You just designed it along with me and a group of robots built it. But yes, it's tethered and away from the bolo, but if it weren't tethered, and somehow,
0: no, it got you're, you're detached. No, you're right, you're right, I get it.
1: And the robots we've got on board are way too small. I get it. So you need
0: to- I, I get it, I do. Okay. By the way, I know you designed it. I designed it, yes, but you also designed it. Yes. I'm sorry, I know that. We all know that.
1: Yes, well... Yeah. Sorry, yes, of course.
0: Approaching the dish. Roger. We don't have bots that can do this?
1: The bots can do a lot, but not this. Ugh. They can dig up dust, convert it to methane, and create rocket fuel. Sure. They created structures out of silica that are supporting life on Mars as we speak. And if we get out of here, it'll be because of the bots.
0: Right, right. So. Have they figured that out, by the way? What? Getting us home? While I'm out here working on this, have you guys figured out a way to get home? Been working on it, buddy. Alright, just don't feel like it needs to be a surprise. Come on now, I was waiting for the perfect time to tell you. <laughs> Whoa. What? Do you have cameras here? No, why? So, there are some strike points all around the dish, all around this whole area.
1: That makes sense though, right? There's, there's no way a meteoroid was aiming for the dish.
0: Yeah, no, It's it looks like buckshot out here.
1: We had a proximity alert that went by on the starboard side about 16 miles away. This might have just been debris.
0: How big, sorry, how big was the thing we missed?
1: About two meters by three meters, going end over end.
0: We could take that.
1: Oh yeah, the hull is still frozen. The carbine lattice could take it easily. That's why I didn't worry about it.
0: Jesus, we got strafed. That's not good. The side of the ship looks like a teenager's cheeks.
1: You're almost to the brace.
0: Okay. This is pretty lucky. It must have hit the dish and just snapped the neck. Do we need to collapse the dish and bring out a new one? We have two more. No, there's no puncture. It must... Must have just broken the neck. The bolide must have hit it right in the middle. Not a bolide. Bolide! (laughs) I like calling them bolides is actually a meteoroid and not a bolide. English is a living language my friend. All right. I'm getting the neck and it's... hey can you see this? I'm holding it in front of the camera. I see it. What am I looking for? It's a very clean break. As it should be. It's designed to break clean. I'm gonna try something. Okay. You aren't going to weld it? I am going to weld it. Just give me a second. I'm gonna pressure clean the break. I'm looping the Strapjack over the neck and base. Oh, I see. Shut up! You don't know what I'm doing. Of course! By all means, be very clever. I'm cold welding! I'm cold welding. Okay, strapped in. 20 PSI on the Strapjack. Holy shit, Mikey, can you see this? I can, yes. Tell me this isn't awesome.
1: <laughs> I would love to tell you this isn't awesome, but I can't.
0: But you can't because it's awesome! <laughs> Can you hear this?
1: Well, no. Are you asking me if I can hear something in the vacuum of space?
0: (laughs) No. No, I cannot. What you're not hearing is a perfect weld. This thing is going nowhere.
1: Do you know what else is interesting about this?
0: Ooh, tell me.
1: The arm broke. That means there was enough pressure for the adjoining atoms in the metal to give up holding together as a unit. Right. But then, when you cold weld something, you hold the two pieces of metal together in a vacuum... And the atoms start swapping back and forth between each piece of metal until the atoms forget that they were ever two different pieces of metal. It's not impossible that two atoms that had existed next to each other for millennia were, for a moment, separated. And then, in the vacuum of space where no air could create a cushion between them, they were set next to each other again, and they started to behave as if the break never happened. Mm. They...
0: that they were ever apart. Yeah. (laughs) Heh. Starboard. What's funny? Do you have cameras pointed to the prow? I do, yeah. Why? You said starboard, but look out here. Everything is starboard. It could be pretty unsettling, I'm guessing. How much do I love you? I'll tell you no lie, how deep is the ocean, how high is the sky, do you know this song? I do, I like it very much. How many times a day do I think of you? I'm going to scale down and look at the rest of the hits, see if there's any real damage. Roger. Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You like this song? I do. Why do you like this song?
1: Well, okay. Uh, I like that the construction of the first sets of lines are the same intervals, and what changes is the structure underneath. That feels like it unlocks a certain truth about the way the world works. What? How much do I love you? Has a similar set of intervals as how deep is the ocean but off by a half step because the second part of the line appears to be a question but it's actually the answer Mm. it's geometry (laughs) when you know the size of an angle inside a circle you know the size of the corresponding arc and I think that's a beautiful construction
0: are you absolutely shitting me right now
1: This is surprising to you?
0: No, I just didn't realize that you were, like... I'm so sorry, keep telling me, please, good (laughs) lord. (laughs) I love that you
1: think I can't possibly have an opinion about music. No,
0: no, I didn't think you can't. I just, I didn't know you did.
1: I started out as a systems analyst. That's the ground floor of my programming. Of course music would appeal to me.
0: There are some deep pits in the lattice. How deep? Some of them are about, I don't know, uh... Seven or eight centimeters? So, not deep. Sorry, yeah, just compared to the other little divots, it's nothing.
1: We can handle a meter
0: depth easily. Right. I don't care. Tell me about how deep is the ocean. This is amazing. What else? <laughs> okay, okay. The middle <laughs> section? Uh, how many times a day do I think of you? Yes, that.
1: How many times a day do I? is the same intervals. But then, think of you is this wonderful bit of melancholy. Mm. It just misses the root. It's as if the singer is thinking of the answer while walking, and when they think of you, they misstep because they're so lost in thought.
0: Yep, that's, yep.
1: And then, when we get to the end, that pain is clarified. And if I ever lost you, how How much would would I I cry? cry? (laughs) It's the same amount as the height of the
0: sky and the depths of the ocean. And it doesn't bother you that those two things are measured in units that don't really translate to something like love. I have no trouble with metaphor. Sure. No. Right. But more than that,
1: I think, other than you, that there is no single intelligent entity from our planet that has a better fundamental understanding of the measurement of the height of the sky.
0: Mm. Yeah. The
1: number of miles, the number of light years, none of it will truly mean anything to anyone other than you and me.
0: Yeah. One more thing. Yeah?
1: Berlin thought the song was crap. When he wrote it, he looked at it and went, I guess I'm a bad songwriter now. That's how much he thought it was crap. Oh my god. Wouldn't it have been wonderful had he written it and thought, One day a man and a machine will sing this song together in
0: the middle of the stars. Oh, come the fuck on. What? (laughs) I've already left my husband and children for you. What's your plan here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know... Lifelong boon Companion. (laughs) Ask Your Father by Sean Williams. Directed by Jordana Williams. Featuring Rebecca Comtois, Kevin R. Free, Rob Maitner, Barnaby Williams, Marlena Williams, and Sean Williams. Designed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music by Kent Williams. Produced by Gideon Media. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
0: The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable. But who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions.
1: Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zing Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Krueger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity.
0: Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two Flat Earthers kidnap a Freemason.